Hi, friends. The passage today is 1 Kings 18, verses 20 through 40. This is Elijah versus the prophets of Baal. It says, So Ahab sent to all the people of Israel and gathered the prophets together at Mount Carmel. And Elijah came near to all the people and said, How long will you go limping between two different opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people did not answer him a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I, even I only, am left a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let two bulls be given to us, and let them choose one bull for themselves, and cut it in pieces, and lay it on the wood, but put no fire to it. And I will prepare the other bull, and lay it on the wood, and put no fire to it. And you will call upon the name of your God, and I will call upon the name of the Lord, and the God who answers by fire, he is God. And all the people answered, It is well spoken. Then Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose for yourselves one bull and prepare it first, for you are many. And call upon the name of your God, but put no fire to it. And they took the bull that was given them, and they prepared it and called upon the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, O Baal, answer us. But there was no voice, and no one answered. And they limped around the altar that they had made, and at noon Elijah mocked them, saying, Cry aloud, for he is a god. Either he is musing, or he is relieving himself, or he is on a journey, or perhaps he is asleep and must be awakened. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their custom with swords and lances until the blood gushed out upon them. And as midday passed, they raved on until the time of the offering of the oblation, but there was no voice. No one answered. No one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come near to me. And all the people came near to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been thrown down. Elijah took twelve stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be your name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench about the altar, as great as would contain two sayas of seed. And he put the wood in order and cut the bull in pieces and laid it on the wood. And he said, Fill four jars with water and pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood. And he said, Do it a second time. And they did it a second time. And he said, Do it a third time. And they did it a third time. And the water ran around the altar and filled the trench also with water. At the time of the offering of the oblation, Elijah the prophet came near and said, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Answer me, O Lord, answer me that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have turned their hearts back. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. And they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slaughtered them there. This is the word of the Lord. As we've done recently, I want you to insert yourself into the story here as one of the onlookers. What an amazing scene. This one raving prophet of God, Elijah, stands off against 450 prophets of Baal. They're there early in the morning making the preparations, slaughtering the animals, arranging them on the various altars. In the chaos, the pandemonium of the various priests of Baal cutting themselves crying out to Baal, dancing around and making a scene for hours upon hours upon hours and nothing happens. 
It's amazing to me that Elijah mocks them in the middle of this, the confidence he had that God would respond to him. And then pouring the water on the offering over and over and over again until it filled the trenches around the altar. It was already a setup for a miracle. The fire would fall from heaven and consume the offering. And then on top of that, the water being added just to show that against all odds, God has to respond miraculously. Just imagine this for a moment, these prophets that have bled themselves or exhausted from calling out to Baal. And this wild prophet of God who has ordered for the trenches to be filled with water and soaked the offering and gets on his knees and calls out to the living God and God answers by fire. Imagine, just imagine looking up into the sky and seeing a column of fire descend from heaven consuming not just the offering, but everything around it, evaporating the water, and you can feel the heat, the furnace blast from heaven and knocks you back. You have to take many steps backwards just to be able to look in that direction, hands up, shielding your face and your eyes, the sensitive parts of your body from this heat of this fire. Not just a visual display, but a total sensory encounter with the living God. The heat, the sound, the smell of the burnt offering, the smell of fire. And like everybody else, you fall down on your face crying out, The Lord, the Lord Yahweh, He is God. There's no one like Him. No one else could do that. That is a display of power unlike anything we have ever seen. Father, may we have the same kind of faith as Elijah amidst a society today that calls out to other gods to satisfy, who looks to other things to fulfill the void in our souls, that looks for that fire, so to speak, to illuminate, warm, consume. And yet no one's listening. The world takes more than it gives. May we turn our hearts to the living God, knowing that you do answer by fire. You purify, you illuminate, you warm, and you consume. You are one who responds to the pleas, to the cries of your people. Forgive our displays, calling out to other gods, hoping that they will answer us. And I want you to consider the fact that you are also the offering on the altar. We're told in Romans 12 to offer our body as a living sacrifice to the Lord. Most days I feel like a wet sacrifice. I don't know that God could find anything in me that's pure that he can use. Certainly he can't set on fire a wet sacrifice. And yet not only does God respond with fire and burn up that offering, but he responds over and above what was asked. And despite our weaknesses, despite our shortcomings, despite our choices and the ways that we stray from the Lord, He can and will light our lives on fire that others might watch us burn and fall on their faces and declare, The Lord, He is God. There's no reason for that man or woman to burn with the passion that they do. That God would so consume us that who he is is illuminated in our lives and others would look at us and see the living God and know that there is beyond a shadow of a doubt a God who listens, a God who responds because
because in and of ourselves, we do not possess the requisite power to make that display on our own. See Elijah's intercessory prayer. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have turned their hearts back. This is an act of God. And we pray that that same intercessory prayer for the people of God around the world today, especially in America, would you so display your love, your glory, and your power that it would turn their hearts back, that they know that you have come in your people in order to turn back the hearts of your children to their father. You are the great God of heaven and earth. We worship you today in Jesus' name. Amen.